All right. We are live here with Sam Andrig, the co-founder and CEO of DocStation. And so I'm excited to talk to Sam today. He is a University of Iowa alumni from the College of Pharmacy. So he graduated in 2011 and then did a two-year admin residency at KU that he graduated from in 2013 and then went on to found a company and has been living the startup life. <laughs> so Sam, why don't you tell me a little bit more in the intro of DocStation itself? Sure, so uh, DocStation is a software platform uh, that pharmacists use to manage patients and get paid for providing those services. So an easy way to think about it if you're in the healthcare world is, uh, and it's, it's an electronic health record uh, for pharmacists to build and then grow their clinical practice. Yeah. And I'm, I think the big thing I want to talk about today is like the evolution of DocStation over time and share with other pharmacists that have any aspiration of doing anything entrepreneurial, kind of like how it went from, okay, you know, graduating from a residency, navigating what you want to do there to deciding you're going to start a company, go through an accelerator with Techstars and then get to where you're at now. Yeah. Uh, wild ride when you look back on it. Um, <laughs> I think along the way, you're just constantly assessing, okay, um, you know, where am I in my career path and what do I want to do? What's going to, you know, fulfill me yeah. um, moving forward. And when you're early on in your career, you're like coming hot off school and residency where you're just heads down focusing there's not a whole lot of time to like poke your head out and look at from the 30,000 foot view, like what it is that you actually want to do. So you end up kind of, um, you know, going down traditional career paths, whatever you're at. And, and for me, that was um, graduating residency and going into uh, a hospital or health system, uh, entry level management job um, and really, you know, taking on a whole bunch of responsibility and figuring out what your style is and, uh, and kind of going from there. And, I love that. I mean, um, yeah. love, love my residency, a lot of pain involved in you know, <laughs> working 80, 100 hours a week, but, you know, it really prepared me. And so taking that first job um, where I could go in, I had a team of like close to 20 people, managed all of oncology service line, all of ambulatory care. We got to start a specialty pharmacy when I was there. So wow. it, was a, it was a really fun experience. And going back to, you know, starting the pharmacies, like I got to be entrepreneurial inside the health system, yeah. right? Um, build a business plan, you know, recruit people, um, you know, implement uh, new programs. And so I was just, you know, that was the part of the job that really was thrilling. Um, the part of the job that wasn't necessarily thrilling is uh, being under and in, inside a really bureaucratic system where there's a ton of red tape, there's politics, and uh, you knew kind of what you wanted to do, but um, uh, in, in certain instances, there was just no way to actually get there. Yeah. And so, you know, that can, that can frustrate you. Um, and, and it did me. And I think, you know, I went through a period of time where, um, you know, I wasn't really happy in my job, you know, for a lot of different mm -hmm. reasons or happy in my you know, life for that matter. Um, work was life. And so took a step back and just did some soul searching and, and realized that, you know, uh, at the heart of it, I really wanted to, to build something and create something. And yeah. how could I set myself up and set my career up to to do that, you know, for the next you know, 40 years, 50 years, whatever it may be. And I think uh, that sentiment of, you know, everybody gets into healthcare because they want to help people. And then you get into the mix of it all and you realize like 
the bureaucracy and there is structure and forces outside of your control that have an effect on how you are able to function and provide care and impact patients on that level. So I think like everybody kind of has that realization and then it's like, whoa, you kind of have to take a step back and think about the system and everything. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, this is reality. Um, and you know, I didn't want to accept that. Uh, and I guess, you know, going through pharmacy school at Iowa and then residency at KU, I mean, uh, you learn all these great things. And, and one of the things is like how valuable your training is and how valuable, uh, how, how big of an impact you can make on patients. And, and for me, taking a step back, I realized like, you know, I've got a whole bunch of colleagues and friends that are, that are working in you know, the community pharmacy setting, right? Uh, the retail setting um, and in the living the chain life. And, you know, they were more miserable than me, you know, right. they're, they're tied to this business model that's focused on dispensing medications. They're not really reimbursed for the time that they spend with patients, which yeah. is primarily what we were trained to do, right? Like, uh, you know, be a provider um, and help patients get on the right medication regimen for them and yeah. focus on preventive care. And the really the, the thing that was blocking our ability to do that and do that more effectively, more often, and really, you know, start our own practices is the business model, and and the and the business model functions based on the technology stack that it's uh, it's built on. And so I, I knew there was an opportunity there. Like, how do we unlock the payment that you know physicians and nurse practitioners and uh, PAs get for providing services? Um, and and in a lot of states, that you know, pharmacists are allowed to bill for services. So. You know what's what's the gap here and you know when i sat back and realized it could be solved with technology i was like i'm all in like this sounds like a fun adventure yeah. um and that's when i kind of took a plunge yeah 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 and when when you decided that did you have Techstars? so that was the accelerator that you guys were in did you know that that was like something you wanted to apply for or did that kind of develop after you you know kind of took the plunge yeah. Yeah. I was, I was after the plunge. Um, you know, initially when you decide to make it a complete career shift and that's really what it was going from healthcare into, into tech. And yeah. Yeah, I didn't know anybody in tech, but I was excited by it. And there's, you know, a ton of resources online that, um, these accelerator programs and, uh, others put up and it's really, you know, founders out there talking about the company that they're building, the problems that they're trying to solve. And it was, you know, hiring and marketing and go to market strategy and all these different things. And, you know, the, the internet was just my resource for a really long time. I absorbed so much information. Um, and that's what really, uh, I realized that, you know, these founders, the people that start companies are, you know, no different than me. They just decided that they wanted to do it. Yeah. And so the first thing was I was in Augusta, Georgia at the time. Uh, and I knew that, you know, that wasn't necessarily a tech hub. So it'd probably be hard to get the mentorship I needed and connections and, you know, f- to find a co-founder. Cause that's what I was really doing. That was my first big problem I had to solve. And so, you know, picked up and, uh, uh, packed my stuff up and hit the road. And I was on, on my way to the Bay area because, you know, one of the resources where all the funding is right. That's how you build your companies where all the talent is. And, um, I uh, wanted to stop along the way in a, in a few different places, and, and Austin was one of those. And when I got there, I just realized that, uh, you know, this is the place. You know, the, the, the people there are more accessible. Um, 
you know, they're really willing to help you out. And uh, it was, you know, a budding, you know, tech uh, epicenter on its own. And so um, it was the right fit for me. And that's what I decided to, uh, you know, make it a long-term stay. I've been here for five years now. And that's when I eventually, you know, I found my co-founder first and, and we eventually stumbled on, upon Techstars. Um, and that's when, you know, everything really changed right there at the beginning of 2018. Yeah, that's awesome. I would say pharmacists make good entrepreneurs just because we're good communicators by training. Whether you want to be a good communicator or not, you have to have some baseline level of being able to have an idea, break it down and explain it to somebody effectively. And I think that's a hard thing to come by. And I mean, it makes it so in entrepreneurship, you're able to get buy-in and everything. So I think that's a, that's something that pharmacists that want to do something for themselves, but haven't necessarily kind of have going for them that they might not even realize. Yeah. I think uh, it's interesting if you look back over the years of like the progression of our, our profession, um, our trade, uh, we've been, we've been fighting for since the beginning, really. Right. Um, you know, most of us, it, it kind of starts back in the, in the hospital world where, you know, there were no hospital pharmacists and then they hired a director of pharmacy, uh, and everyone was in the basement and it was focused on prescription. Then we decided, Hey, you know, we're going to train ourselves better. We're going to be up on the floor rounding with physicians. And, uh, you know, you got to get buy-in to be able to do a lot of that stuff. And, and you got to you know build your credibility and build trust with these folks. And so, you know, we've been at this for 50 years or more, you know, and we're just kind of continuing to push the envelope. And so, uh, you know, when you got that training and you know the kind of story, it, it just you get a little chip on your shoulder. You know, you want to keep going. You want to push the envelope a little bit further. Yeah. And I, we won't have to dive into it now, but that's something that's been fascinated with me like with the vaccine rollout and everything. Like, I think there's a huge thing for pharmacists to be able to leverage, like, the nation is trusting us with this thing to do. So leveraging that to, you know, get provider status, everything like that, all the downstream and use it as like a lobbying opportunity to raise your hand and ask, I guess. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We got to pour it on. I mean, I think uh, on the flip side of our, our nature and our personality, I mean, I don't speak for all pharmacists, of course, but I know enough. Um, you know, we're, we're confident and we're persistent, but we're also, you know, pleasers, right? Yeah. We, we want to help people and we want to accommodate and we want to do whatever's necessary. And, and now's not the time for that. You know, now is the time to, to stand up, make your voice heard and point to all the great things that we're doing. And I've been really excited to see a lot of the, uh, the PR coverage on, on what we're doing, you know, not just on a national level. I mean, because you got Wall Street Journal and you got New York Times and everybody else writing about what we're doing. You also got local news, you know, covering us, doing stories about how, you know, um, pharmacy down the road. Joe's been there for 40 years and you know, he's got access to vaccines and he's out there, you know, getting the community vaccinated. I mean, that's something to be proud of, something to, you know, shop on the rooftops. Yeah. And I guess I didn't even really think about it because you see like the nationwide headlines, but the local news stuff could be even more impactful because it's relevant. Like, you know, the pharmacy at the corner two miles away that you've been going to, but you don't think about it in that capacity, which I think is a cool twist on it. But to go back to dock station and then coming off of tech stars and, you know, that all ramping up 2018, like you said, where 
is DocStation at now and where do you see it headed over the next, you know, I guess decade? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Coming out of Techstars, you know, what a great experience uh, for us. Um, so Josh and I decided to do it in uh, beginning of 2018 and it opened up a ton of doors for us because, you know, I was coming out of healthcare, um, you know, Josh was working at, um, a big company called Envision at the time, um, but you know didn't have any connections to the startup world, right? So uh, we needed that network, you know that um, that group of people who you know would give get us access to um, you know investors and to resources and to yeah. mentorship. Um, and three months in that program was huge. And so coming out of that, uh, at the at the same time, actually we were going through the accelerator. We just closed our first customer. Um, and, uh, it, we were trying to figure out how to run a company basically, right. Yeah, there yeah. were, there were, it was just the two of us at the time. Um, we actually, uh, hired one engineer, um, who came with us in the program, French, uh, John French. And, um, uh, yeah, man, it was like, okay, <laughs> uh, here we are. Um, how do we service this huge health plan? How do we recruit a network of pharmacies? And how do we, you know, build a platform that's fully functioning? And so um, it was it was chaos for a while, but you, know, you just take it one day at a time. And so, you know, if you fast forward um, ab about a year from uh, when we were in Techstars, you know, we were running a full blown um, clinical like value based program, essentially uh, a seven state network of pharmacies. We were in the midst of recruiting them. Uh, but it was still a small, very lean team. Um, because, you know, we didn't raise any venture capital. I mean, we couldn't, frankly, it was just extremely hard. You know, we were at the time, uh, in 2018, you know, pharmacists weren't getting the, the coverage that we are now right through this yeah. pandemic. And so, um, the story was a little bit unfamiliar. I knew it really well, but I didn't know how to communicate to people that didn't. So we were bootstrapping and, and we have been, um, you know, for the last you know three and a half years. And so. Uh, yeah, we built a network. Um, I, you know, continued to to function as kind of the the lead salesperson, um, and continued to talk to health plans. And you know, slowly but surely, we, you know, convinced a second Blues plan to work with us, and then uh, you know, our, a third. We actually just closed recently, and so steadily kind of building that. And I think the important thing was, you know, venture capital at that point in time probably wouldn't have been good for us. It wouldn't be the best thing because we needed to figure, we needed to build the foundation, right? right. And, and once you know, hey, I wanna to get to point B and I'm at point A and money's actually gonna help us get there. We're gonna be able to recruit the people um, that we need uh, to accelerate the timeline. Um, we've got a kind of a, a plan for marketing. We know what we're gonna do with sales. And so that's the time when you could really put capital to use. And that's kind of where the stage we're at now. We just closed our, Series C funding round. Um, we got a got about three million dollars in the bank and a and a plan to kind of take this to the next level. And so um, it's kind of the journey uh, where we're at right now. And then you know, ten years from now, uh, we got a whole bunch of ideas. Yeah, yeah. And what? So for people that want to either learn more about DocStation, where can they go to learn more about DocStation? And then two, what can people in pharmacy do to, you know, help and get involved in some way? Yeah, I think, 
the easiest place to go to learn about us and what we're doing is is our website. Um, Docsystems.com. Yeah, does CEO actually? CEO, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that'll give you an overview of kind of what we're doing. It speaks to both pharmacists. So, you know, it, you get a software at no cost to sign up. Um, it's your own electronic health record. You can import, you know, your patients that are at your pharmacy and essentially start your own clinical practice. Um, on, on the health plan side, the value prop is, hey, you've got an underutilized under resource out there that your members are spending time with two, three times a month. They're in the pharmacy, talking to the pharmacist about prescriptions, picking up OTCs, getting vaccinated. And uh, it's a lost opportunity. If you were to provide some sort of incentive for the pharmacist to keep track of the blood pressure, right? Look at the doses. Let's see if they're you know titrated appropriately. Um, let's uh, you know let's proactively make sure that these folks are vaccinated. Um, let's communicate back and forth with a primary care doc who may only see the patient once every three or four months. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of like the turnkey solution to help activate that pharmacy network to do more, uh, track all of the services, um, that the pharmacists are performing and report that back to the health plan. And the key thing is, is it's aligning everyone's goals, right? The health plan wants their member population to be as healthy as possible. And, and and spend as least amount of money as possible on hospitalizations. The pharmacists just, they wanna get paid for providing the services using their knowledge that they're trained to do um, and shift their business model from dispensing, which is, you know, margins on those prescriptions are going down and down. And oh, by the way, you've got Amazon, you've got Capsule, you've got Medley, you've got, you know, you name it, uh, new startup pharmacy um, that's delivering stuff right to the door in two days. Um, you know, you gotta take a hard look and, and figure out, you know, what you're gonna do to make make ourselves sustainable for the future. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, go to the website and and really like, you know, just it, it says sign up for a demo. It should say get started. Um, but that's how you get in touch with us. And we want to hear your story, want to hear where you're at, what you're trying to do. Um you know, if we can help you today, great. If we can't, tell us how we can help you, right? And let's work together to solve these problems. Yeah, and I think you touched on a lot of the things that when I was in school spoke to me about value-based pharmacy, value-based healthcare in general, and why it just makes sense that it's a model that will be successful and need the support of systems like DocStation because the incentives are aligned where you're able to have an insurance company and a health plan save money by paying pharmacists and providers that want to earn that money. And it's just a full loop of the people get paid and the money flows where it needs to. And I found that if the money flows where it needs to, then big change can usually happen from that. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. I am too. And I think, you know, timing is everything, of course. And so, we kind of have the wind at our back, right? You know, value-based care is kind of taking off in general. So you're yeah. seeing more payers, um, you know, dive in um, and really invest in transitioning from, you know, fee for service, you know, pay for an encounter, pay for volume to paying for value and paying for outcomes. And so, you know, we could piggyback on that. You know, pharmacists are just another provider, right? You contract with us the same way that you contract with a physician or a health system. Um, and, um, 
you know, the value of the pharmacist is really just being illuminated by the COVID pandemic and the vaccine rollout and us just kind of stepping up to the challenge and uh, making it happen. And so, yeah, timing is a big thing. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for chatting with me today, Sam. Is there anything that you want to leave people with? Any final thoughts or calls to action? Yeah, I think um, for all my fellow pharmacists out there, don't quit. You know, the uh, the world's our oyster. You know, we're going to we're going to step up to the plate. We're going to make things happen, and um, the healthcare delivery system is going to look a whole lot different in the next ten years. So, uh, be ready. I like it. I think that's a good way to end it. Thanks, Sam. Awesome, man. Thanks, Chris.